It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Hey, hello. It is the Go Birds Podcast presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. And never in my life did I think that I would be recording a podcast with a national celebrity, Elliot Shore Parks, the man of the hour, the man of the night. Uh, what was your night like, man? Elliot, uh, going viral, as they right. say, buddy. Well, you said celebrity, and I guess that's true, but I feel like <laughs> elite athlete might be the more important. Well, that's, what, that's what people are. People are uh... Okay, so for those who don't know, if you're maybe not on Twitter or whatever, last night, Elliot puts out this tweet from Elliot. I could maybe score a touchdown. I could luck into a home run. I could probably get two points in an NBA game. I could play hundreds of games of hockey and never, ever score a goal. It looks impossible. I mean, point out the lie. I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> so many, so many. To the hundreds of people that have DM'd me telling me their high school co- high school batting <laughs> average. And there so many people like, oh, I played high school ball and I never hit a home run like, I'm sorry, you're not good at baseball. Into it, like, look, we will look. We can get into this in a little bit. I've been planning this emergency pod for how long now? I mean, I've been discussing the first day of practice. Like, I am. Yeah. So we'll we'll get back to it. And for for reference' sake, when I read that tweet out loud, I could hear my wife Emily laughing from upstairs. So we'll we'll get to that later. We will come back to this tweet. Like, I don't need people to believe in me. I believe in me. You know. We know. Everyone knows. (laughs) I honestly, I honestly wish we could just do the whole show about this tweet. Yes. But like you said, like. We actually have real things to talk about, Elliot. You were down there tweeting videos, tweeting tweets, seeing the players up close and personal. We'll dive into some specific things, but just from the start, what was it like to actually be back down there doing the thing you've been talking about for months now? Yeah, so football's back. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Just literally off the bat, those are my first few takes. But, I mean, look, we talked about this when the Eagles put out that video of the rookies, and, uh, you know, we – saw how the practices looked. And I said, it looked like football. I was at the Novacare today and in person, it looked like football. Like there were differences. When the media first got there, uh, you walk in from a different entrance, they take your temperature, they give you a mask. Uh, and then on when you're in the field, the fielded area, and they have their field set up differently as well. But when they're in the fielded uh, area, there's red dots of like social distancing and all those things. So there is differences. But football itself, 
looked like football. The, play, the, the coaches had masks on, but the drills looked the same. It felt the same there. It was an intense practice for sure. They had pads on. Uh, we'll get into the individual players, but I thought Carson Wentz looked really good. I thought the offense looked pretty sharp overall. But with after spending all offseason talking about will there be football, what will it look like, will we be at practices, will they get to week one, I've never been more confident we are going to get a 16-game schedule in the NFL uninterrupted. And yes, there won't be fans in the stands, but it will feel like the NBA, the NHL, and uh, MLB does. It will be played, and we will have football, and it's back. That was the top takeaway from being a practice today. Look at you. Optimistic, Elliot. I love it. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into what you saw on the field. Let's start with what happened before they got on the field. We got a few injury updates, a couple yeah. serious, significant injuries potentially for this team. Let's just go with the big ones. You know, Jason Peters being out of day, not a huge deal to me. It seems like the J-Jaw thing isn't a super big deal other than you just want him to be out there practicing. But we find out Derek Barnett week to week multiple weeks potentially for Javon Hargrave. I mean, that's an important facet of the team, Elliot. What, what do you know about those two guys? Well, it wouldn't be Eagles football and football wouldn't be back if we weren't discussing the injuries, right? Like, I guess I guess it wasn't this uh, medical staff everyone loved to rip to death because they're at day one and they're already missing, what, five starters? Um, look, we can go through them individually. I agree with you that Jason Peterson isn't a big deal in some ways. That being said, he's learning a brand new position. And it's not great. He's missing these reps. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I'll group him in. Then Andre Dillard also missed some reps today. But J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is very disappointing to me. You can't control when you're hurt. I get that. You want him to be healthy. But this is such a big year for him. And for it to get off on a foot like this, now I know he's been practicing and, and all that. But like for the first day for the media to be there, for him not to be practicing, I just thought it was very disappointing. Um, the Eagles really need him to step up this year and it, you know, him missing these time, this time is not good. The other guys you talked about, Javon Hargrave is worrisome. I mean, if we're talking about multiple weeks, when the Eagles say that to me, my inclination is, I don't know if he plays week one. I think there's a chance he practices prior to week one. I don't think he'll practice almost at all in training camp outside of maybe the last few days before final cuts. But I think this one this one feels serious for them to call it, call it multiple weeks. Remember training camp is only three weeks long, really. I mean, they play on September 13th. It's already August 17th. So if he's missing three weeks. He's basically missing all of training camp. And then the other guy, uh, the other guy, D Derek Barnett week to week, that's not good either. I mean, if you would have said prior to this podcast or prior to practice today, who are the two most important players to see on the defensive line? I would have said Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave. So for them both to be out, I do think it's it's very worrisome for sure. Yeah, and of course, the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Uh, Elliot, I'm with you. I saw that today. I was nervous. It scared me. Uh, Javon Hargrave, to me, is such a big part of this defense, one of the few real upgrades they made this offseason. Um, it's worrisome. Like you said, you know, we hear week to week. We're, we're conditioned to expect a month. You hear multiple weeks. It's it's very nerve wracking. And those are two guys they desperately need on this team. So uh, I'm with you. We'll watch it. We'll monitor it. We're hoping for the best that those guys are ready to to go for the season. All right. Let's uh, let's dive into what you actually saw today, Elliot. Uh, yeah. You know, Let's start on the offensive side of things. You mentioned Carson Wentz. I think that's the number one thing people want to know about. Obviously, we know he showed up swole as they say talked a little bit about today oh he actually as i've talked a lot about the importance of him having an offseason to actually just focus on his body focus on football and not worry about rehabbing an injury um it seems like he had a good offseason what'd you see from carson today 
So I'm sitting here, Ray Dinger style, staring at my quarterback stats. <laughs> so I'm, you know, football's back. Um, all right. So Carson Wentz today, 29 reps. I had him at 13 of 19, five touchdowns, no interceptions. He was very impressive in the red zone. Um, let's talk about him physically first. So you mentioned the fact that there's been a lot of talk about how much he weighs. He did confirm today that he's up to around 250, which is that's big. I mean, that's like 20 pounds, I think, more than what he weighed last season. I'll just say to the naked eye, he did not look any different. He didn't look like thicker. He didn't look like he was, you know, plodding around out there. I saw some people kind of compare the, you know, Ben Roethlisberger weighs 250. He still looked lean. He still looked in shape. So Carson looked great for sure. Physically, Carson looked great. No matter what he weighed, he looked ready to go. Um, he was very accurate, I thought, today, which was a very good thing considering I think he had some accurate accuracy issues last year. Uh, he had one throw, even the, the throw that wasn't great in the red zone was a little high to Dallas Goddard. Goddard made a one-handed catch and brought it down. But I was looking back at my quarterback stats from 2019, and one area Wentz did struggle in training camp last year was the red zone. Now, we all know he's been great in the red zone in the regular season, but he was super good today in the red zone. In the red zone, I had him at, I think he was five for eight with all five of those passes going for a touchdown. Um, he hit Quez Watkins twice. Uh, he hit Goddard, like I said, and then uh, Miles Sanders and Greg Ward as well. So he was super sharp, looked very good. Uh, no concerns about Carson today. I guess the other notable thing I would say is um, normally like the flow of training camp practices, someone will do four reps and the next guy goes and the next guy goes. Carson got some long reps today. I mean, each of his sessions out on the field were, I just quit counting it, nine to 10 reps. He got 29 reps. The other, the backup got 17. So Doug definitely kept to his word of making sure the first team is ready. That's awesome. That's I want what I want to hear. I want to, I want the first team to get as much opportunity. I know you need to have backups ready and all that, but it's a weird off season, not a ton of reps to go around. I want them to get as many as they can. That's good to hear. You know, obviously I have, uh, I do not put quite as much stock in the training camp stats as you do, but it is yeah. good to hear. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's Eventually you will. Event hey, look if if it keeps proven out, bearing out like it has so far, then then how can I know? As long as it's positive about Carson, yeah. yeah. As I, look, you yeah. said Carson looked great in the red zone. That jives with me, Elliot. That's yeah, something exactly. I know to be true. Um, no, I'm I'm look, I'm I'm really excited for Carson Wentz this season. I feel very confident we're going to see the 2017 version, not the 2018 version or the, the end of 2019 version yeah. uh, more so. Um, all right. Uh, let's stick with the offense. We'll get to the offensive line in a sec. Cause I definitely have some questions there, but um, one of the guys who you saw a lot of, of excitement about, I know maybe his first punt uh, muffed it a little bit, but then Jalen Rager, there was some excitement. People on Twitter saying looking really good. I know that the, the starting wide receivers quote unquote to start out were Deshaun Rager with Ward in the slot. That makes a lot of sense to me too. What did you see from Rager so far today that kind of had everyone buzzing a little bit? Yeah, so uh, welcome to day one of training camp. Hey, Rager looked like a combination of Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Mack. <laughs> so, Boom! You know, I don't go. know if he's my number one overall, but yeah, no, I mean, look, Rager, Rager looked great. Uh, the at least on offense, you mentioned he he muffled he muffed two punts in a row, which was was not good. Clearly, the first <laughs> that's one, tough. That's yeah, tough. Not ideal. I would say in an ideal world, you wanted him to catch those punts. So <laughs> that, that's a good call by you. Yeah, it's just my analysis from being on the sideline. But so the first time he muffed the punt, he did ten push ups. Second time, he hit himself in the head. So he was clearly upset about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I like the drop to do push ups and stuff. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Accountability. 
Another thing I can do at an elite level, by the way, push-ups. I'm yeah. I'm actually very good at push-ups. Are, are you I'm actually, actually are I'm you actually terrible at push-ups? So oh, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, I could I could do so I when I do them, I do reps at 20, like no problem. I can do 30, 35, 40 if I have to. Like I could push myself row. to do 40 push-ups in a row, I think. 40's like probably my peak. So you got the dad strength that Carson does, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> um I think I could probably get to 30 push-ups. If like okay. I was around people and adrenaline was pumping, I could yes. probably do it. If I was by myself, I'd probably around 18 be like, this sucks and just stop. <laughs> but like I could probably get to yeah, 30. So good work. Yeah. Well, you keep that in mind later when we're talking about me hitting a home run. But <laughs> um but on offense, I'll say Jalen Rager looked really, really good. Uh, what's what's important about Rager is him getting reps with Carson. Like, that's kind of it. He's a rookie. He's going to struggle to adjust all those things. But, like, him just getting some type of chemistry with Carson is really important. In the first drill that they had today, Carson hit him twice uh, over the middle. Each was about 20, 25 yards. He just kind of looks like Macklin out there, the way he runs. Like, he's thicker than Deshaun is. I think he's faster than Macklin is. But, again, number 18, so it's like a natural comparison. But just – Seeing him out there, I just thought he looked good. And I'll say this, um, you know, obviously, J.J., it's a big year for him. We talked about that. But ultimately, I think a trio of Greg Ward, Deshaun Jackson, and Jalen Rager is an interesting trio because, you know, there's question marks, but they're all pretty quick. They're all shifty. They're small. Like, I like the idea of them on the outside and Ertz and Goddard in the middle. It puts a lot of pressure on them. But I like it. And then Quez Watkins had a really good day, too. Um, So I thought the receivers played pretty well. Yeah, look, I think it's an interesting philosophical idea, right? The idea of just putting a bunch of speed on the outside and having guys on the inside who are good route runners, who can, you know, make tough catches in the middle. And I would include Greg Ward in that. You know, I think Greg Ward's a pretty good route runner and and clearly something that we talked about last year a lot, but I think does hold true is, is having been a quarterback his whole life. I think he just understands scheme, understands offense, understands where he's supposed to be, how to create space, all that type of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Greg Ward and I, I like philosophically that combination of guys. Again, I just need to see Jalen Rieger actually be able to succeed yeah. as a rookie. And, and we're talking about training camp and all that. All right. Um, offensive line, some interesting things down there today. I think the most interesting, and I know we got back in, but we had an Andre Dillard moment today, Elliot. It seems yeah. like he would have got a little heated through his helmet. They had to put Jordan. Jordan Mylata's taking first team snaps. What is happening, Elliot? What was yeah. going on down there? I think I think I've been pretty positive about Carson and the receivers and football being back. Cover years if you don't want good news because I've got serious serious concerns about Andre. Uh-uh. Like uh-uh. I don't know, man. Just from being around athletes for the last few years and like watching them growing up, I just feel like you have it or you don't. And I just don't think Dillard has it. Like when I watch him out there, yeah, he doesn't always stand out, which isn't a great, which is a good thing for an offensive tackle. But today he gets pushed over during a running play. You know, then he leaves for a few snaps. He's talking to the trainer. He's talking to Carson. He's talking to Jason Peters. He goes back out there. I'm just really concerned. Now, I would say that in a game, Jason Peters would probably slide over to left tackle. But if you got to put Jordan Mylott out there, they are they're in trouble. He's never taken a snap in an offensive game. I think he looks bigger than last year, and I don't think that's a good thing. I thought he looked slower than he used to. I feel like when he first got there, he looked like kind of a bigger Lane Johnson, and just the fact he's he was kind of like agile and lean in a way. Um, he weighed a lot, but I thought he looked lean. He looks heavy now. Um, so 
I didn't think he played well when he was out there. And again, Jason Peters did not take snaps today. So the two biggest question marks on your offensive line, Andre Dillard had a really bad day, in my opinion, and Jason Peters didn't even practice. So as good as the receivers looked and Carson looked, one thing the Eagles have been able to take for granted over the last few years is that offensive line. It's always been good, basically no matter what, even throughout injuries. And maybe Stoutland will make it work, and I'm still in on the idea of Jason Peters at right guard. But today was like like seeing them, I was like, this is this is not good. Yeah, look, <laughs> um, Andre Dillard, for me, when we did our, our biggest questions last week, that podcast, that was my number one question. Of all the ones we talked about, Andre Dillard, to me, is the single biggest slash most important question mark on this team. I know what I expect from Carson Wentz. I know what I expect from Doug. I know what I expect from a lot of the big guys, uh, either good or bad. Um, Andre Dillard really is one of those who knows type of things. And I, I think all the early returns, all the returns we've seen, like we talked about, the fact that they were clearly not sold on him as a team, as an organization, it just seems like there's a lot of things pointing in the wrong direction with Andre Dillard. And if it's my lot, I mean, that's like you said, a disaster. I don't know about you. It's just my guess. If, if Dillard is straight up ineffectual, like just can't get it done. I think they'd move Peters back outside and put Matt Pryor in before they'd let my lot of play. Right. I agree. Now the question would be in game because Stalin has showed in the past, he would rather just replace somebody than yes. move people around. Yes. And look like if Peters and maybe we should get into the Brandon Brooks thing, but if Peters is going to play right guard and play at a high level, then why move him to left tackle if that's a problem, if Brandon Brooks is not back? Now, Lane Johnson said this week he thinks Brooks could, Brooks could play this season. I don't know. I mean, December, I think— <laughs> It be, just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean, like, November would be five months. It I know me- he's a freak. Like, Brandon yeah. Brooks is a freak. We will acknowledge that. Like, come on, man. We're talking about an Achilles tear with a big dude. That's right. crazy down. Now, they didn't put him on Pup. I mean, sorry, they did put him on, him on Pup. They didn't put him on IR, which is kind of interesting. It's very time. interesting. I yeah, agree like, with you. Leaves the door open. So, I don't know. But just, I guess what I would say is if Dillard struggles, the Eagles are in trouble. Like, yeah, you can slide Peters over there, but Peters will have played right guard all season, not getting many reps at left tackle, potentially getting no reps at all at left tackle since last year. Also, and this is just like the eye test thing, I think Peters looked bigger than he used to. Really? Yeah, like I don't know if maybe he thought putting on weight for right guard was the move. We we're probably never going to get a chance to talk to Peters, so I don't know. But um, <laughs> but he looks bigger than he did last year. So the offensive line is like a problem to me. That's like after day one, that's kind of where I'm at with the offensive line. I think the Dillard thing is an issue. I think Peters, like they're acting like Peters will just step in and do it. And that's kind of what we've said and we agree to it, but like, he still has to practice. Like it's still a transition. Like we can be confident in him, but I just thought for him not to even be out there at right guard today. It's like they talk about, they're like, Oh, well he'll just go to right guard and we think he'll play well. And like, they talk about right guard. Like it's not even hard. Well, it's like, well, why'd you pay Brandon Brooks all that money? That's a good well, point. <laughs> but then it's also like, well, then he needs to get reps. So I'll get big picture with the team after we talk about the defense, I guess. But I was very concerned. Yeah, look, uh, again, it's the first day, so I'm not going to overreact too much. But at the same time, there aren't that many days, right? I right. mean, we're, we're talking about a situation where we're like 28, 27 days from the season starting. Like, Jason Peters is just not going to have that many opportunities to play a position he's never played before, before an actual real NFL game starts. So while I'm not going to freak out about Peters not being there the first day, 
I agree with you that it's not nothing. I agree with you that this guy needs to get out there and get these reps, and this is not just a, oh, he'll be fine situation. I do think he will be fine. I think he'll be okay. Andre Dillard? No, 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 no. Oh, Peters. Okay, sorry. Jason Peters, a guard. No, holds (laughs) holds everything. Um, As far as Dillard goes, uh, again, I'm – 100% 100% in a, a need to see it happen in, in real games that matter for me to believe in this guy at this point. There's just too many, like we said, things trending the wrong way. I'm not I'm not out. I'm not out yet, but I, I agree the early returns are less than less than ideal. I just feel like I want them to I want to get the feeling that they're taking it more seriously. That it's not just like we'll throw him out there and he'll be fine. Like I I don't get the vibe from them that they think this is a challenge. And maybe it won't be, and maybe He'll be fine. For Peters, you're talking about. Yeah, for Peters. But like, I just want to feel like they think it's a big deal. And so for them to continually say it's not, and then for him not to practice today, I know he's day-to-day with like a, I think it was a lower body thing, but realistically, we're just probably just talking about rest is probably why he's not practicing. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It just, it wasn't great. All right. Uh, before we move to the defensive di- side of things, was there anything else on the offensive side we didn't hit on that you wanted to touch on? Yeah. So if you have the Parks Casino app, I would bet a lot of money on over 1350 yards for Miles Sanders. Oh, I know, buddy. <laughs> I know we've talked about this it's a very, lot. You just download the Park Sportsbook app. Yeah. It is uh, right in the app store, and you can bet on things, and it's great. Two short things in life. Miles Sanders hitting over 1350 and me scoring a one-yard touchdown. Those are the two things. We'll get there, buddy. We'll get there. Through the bank. So Miles Sanders, like, I would just rest him until the start of week one. Like, he looked great out there. He looks fast. And – What's really exciting to see about him is going from his rookie year to his sophomore year, he looks so much more confident out there running the ball. Like he knows where he's going and it probably makes him quicker because he doesn't have to think as much out there, but he looks great. I mean, he touched the ball five times on 29 reps that Carson was out there. So he, I mean, it's roughly, I guess, a fifth off the top of my head. I think he'll get a little more once the season starts, but he, uh, he just looked, he looked great. He caught a touchdown. He ran a touchdown in. The touchdown that he caught was he was in single coverage against Alex Singleton, who's not going to, you know, he's not a world beater at linebacker, but he he dusted him, got open in the middle and caught it, held it against his stomach and felt and, you know, went to the ground. So it was, it was an impressive catch. Um, Yeah. He looks awesome. I mean, he, he, he and Zach Ertz, I guess, are definitely the best skill players on offense, but he's very, very good. And he looked the part today. Yeah. And look, it's one of those guys. Sometimes there's a lot of hype around a guy to start a season and sometimes it doesn't go the right way, and sometimes it does. This feels like one of those things where there's a lot of hype for a reason. He's ready. He's put in the work, and it's just time for him to kind of bust out here. I mean, look, year one to year two, the biggest jump that a player makes, and we saw how good he was at the end of year one. So yeah, I, I'm bullish. And I'm sure people listening are saying, well, Elliot and James, you just said the offensive line's a major concern. Why would Miles Sanders have so many yards? And there's truth to that. I agree. But I think Miles Sanders is going to get so many touches in the passing game and get schemed open that that it will matter. And I also think that, you know, run blocking is different than pass blocking. So I'm still I, – look, I'm all in on Sanders. It is what it is. D- Andre Dillard is not going to disappoint me getting it over 13. There you go. Just just, just yeah. own it, you know, just like you did thinking – deciding not just to Just like you did yeah. thinking you could hit a home run out of a major league stadium. One of, I said I could l- – whatever. We'll, l- we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, let's get to the – We'll get to the defensive side of things. Um, we'll get to the line in a sec. We talked a little bit about the injuries, but on the outside, um, we got our first look at least at who heading into these practices is is theoretically the leader in the clubhouse to start opposite Darius Slay. What was the look of the secondary out there today? Yeah, so Darius Slay, obviously the number one guy uh, on the one side. 
didn't notice them, which I guess for the secondary is an amazing thing. Like I, I don't think he targeted them, to be honest. Um, he, you know, I saw him warming up first time kind of seeing him physically. He's bigger than I would, than I thought in person. Um, just when you watch him, he looks so like small and agile and I know he's, he's not small, but he did look big. So, uh, all good with Darius Slay. Opposite Darius Slay, first team off a defense started with Avante Maddox, a corner. And then when he went out, Sydney went in and the backup to Darius Slay was Rasul. So it looks like Rasul's not really in competition for that starting job. It looks like it's going to be Avante versus Sydney with Avante in the lead right now. Now, today's Monday. We'll see on Tuesday if they line up differently. Sometimes Schwartz will do that. He'll line up one guy one day, another next and alternate. But I do think Maddox going first is a pretty clear indication he's the leader in the clubhouse. Look, and I'm good with that. I mean, you know how I feel. And I, I like Rasul still, but of those three guys, if I have to pick one that I'm betting on for the future, it's Avante Maddox. And it's honestly not particularly close for me. I, I, again, I know last year was a disappointing year for Avante. Don't get me wrong. And I had high hopes for him going in, but I just think he's a better football player. And from what we've seen at an NFL level, we've seen better stuff even in you know the, the first season than we've seen from Sidney Jones at any point in his career. I, I'm just... I'm happy Maddox on the other side. I think he can handle that spot. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Did you see anything from Sydney today in, in the limited action that, that got you excited? Um, I mean, it looked like he got in on a running play and did a good job. So oh, cool. Sydney! Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were tackling, to not to the ground, at least not intentionally to the ground. At, at points they did by accident, but it was physical for sure. And we'll talk about Sean Bradley. He had a, he had a big hit. But uh, – no, I mean, Sydney didn't really stand out. Um, no one in the secondary did. I mean, and that's kind of a good thing. I will say, actually, Rasul Douglas uh, got burned deep by John Hightower. I tried to defend Rasul when there was that video of Quez Watkins burning him, but... This one hard to defend. Not great. I mean, you, John Hightower is a rookie. He, what was he, six-round pick, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, and yeah. and I, I do want to get into Jalen Hurts and Nate Sudfeld, but uh, yeah, yeah, Rasul did not have a good day. So secondary wise, I mean, a nickel corner. Anything from Mills? Anything from? Did you see him at all at safety? Did he do anything? Well, yeah. So first of all, the twenty-one looks great on him. Like I think he should have been twenty-one from the jump. It's a shame it was wasted on Ronald Darby. Like the twenty-one looks great on him. Uh, <laughs> the important stuff. The important stuff. Yeah. Um, he lined up in a lot of the same spots Malcolm did. Um, so he was close to the line of scrimmage a lot. Lined up across from Zach Ertz a few times. Will Parks came in from a few times and did that. Uh, it looks like Kayvon at this point is probably a little further away from playing. But, yeah, I, I mean, the defense didn't look bad. Although I was saying Carson had a good day. Like, I didn't think – there were no parts of me looking at the defense and saying this is gonna, going to be an issue in the secondary. The defensive line, the concern is you were missing so many guys. So, like, you had, you know, like Sharif Miller was getting snaps out there, which is good for him, but not not great overall. <laughs> yeah. What else? What, was there anyone who stood out in defensive lines? I know it's kind of tough if they're not fully hitting and you're not, yeah. it's not full work, but, um, you know, with Hargrave out, with Barnett out, whether it's Miller or other guys getting an opportunity, did anyone kind of flash at all? Uh, Vinny Curry got a sack. Which, which yeah, is, hey. Now, he was going against Jordan Mailata, as we discussed, which is, you know, a winnable matchup for Vinny, let's say. You would say. think. You would hope. Yeah. So, so he got a sack. Um, I heard the coaches actually – now, like you said, it's hard with defensive line play to really see what's going on. Like, our vantage point wasn't great. We're, we're field level with them, so it, it's tough. But I did hear the coaches yell Sharif Miller's name in a positive way a few times. So, hey. All yeah. right. We'll take, take what that. we can get with Sharif Miller, right? Yeah, take that for, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the defensive line depth is not great with Hargrave and Barnett out there. So 
Uh, I think Anthony Ridgeway was in there for a few snaps. I mean, it just – I wasn't overly Hassan impressed. Ridgeway? Hassan. Anthony. Where did I get Anthony? <laughs> Anthony Ridgeway. Wow. Is that like, yeah, it is a good name. But, yeah, no, it was Hassan Ridgeway. So, yeah, that, I mean, like to move on from the defensive line, I'll just say because I've been waiting to talk about him as a, as a Temple grad – um, Sean Bradley had an awesome day. Yeah, I was a bit, linebackers were going to be my next question. Yeah, Let's talk linebackers. That. Just wanted to beat you to it, you know. You always do. You're good at I, it. I always do. Um, what we do? That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Sean Bradley had an awesome play. D- Dallas Goddard caught a ball over the middle. Sean Bradley came in and just absolutely drilled him. Just like shouldered him, and got- Goddard went down hard. Like he got up and was held and was fine, obviously, but he took the big hit. And it just wasn't the type of hit. I know Nigel Bradham was kind of a big hitter, but it wasn't the type of hit you've seen the linebackers make over the last few years. And I also think as a rookie to do it, it was like, a, like I'm here. It like, was a welcome to the NFL type of moment. Yeah, like, like I'm here. I'm going to be a hard hitter. I'm comfortable. Like, I really liked it. And then on another play, he came through the middle and would have had a sack if, you know, you could, you could sack the quarterback because uh, Nate Sudfeld was not eluding him um, on that one. So Sean Bradley had a great day. And when you look at the linebackers, Nate Gary, TJ Edwards, Davion Taylor was getting some snaps with the first team special teams, which is normally an indication that you're on the 53 man roster and you'll be dressing on game day. So that's something to consider, but he didn't stand out to me in the team rep. So I thought Sean Bradley had a really good day and helped himself. Look, we're temple guys. We know that. My Shout brother at Temple on Thursday. Oh my God! Wow! Shout oh. out to Jude Jude Parks. How about Jude, it? Jude, well, Jude Shore Parks, the hyphen. Yeah, yeah, of course, Jude Shore right. Parks, of course. Yeah, yeah so it's the hyphen. Going to help him move in on Wednesday. Oh, is- look at you! That's yeah. exciting. Well, look, we're both Temple guys. Your brother's a Temple guy. I have two degrees from Temple. I, like we're, we are Temple loud and proud, and yeah. and I feel great about it. Um. Is this us and others potentially in the area wanting a Temple guy to do great? Or do you think that maybe this could be like, what was a fifth, sixth round steal, a, a potential yeah, steal here? For the, is this a steal? Well, I think he has a few things going for him. One, although I like Nick Gary and TJ Edwards, like the position. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good point. There yeah. to be taken. So he, he has that going for him. Two, he's I not think behind Luke Keekley is the yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's not Rasul behind Darius Slay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or Rasul behind anyone, it turns out. Oh, man. Man, like, oh, hey, man. I want to, I've wanted him to play for years. They never give him a shot. It's like the, yeah. you know. Okay. And this year they put him behind the guy that's never going to come off yeah. the field. Um, look, I another thing I'll say about Sean Bradley is, and I like this in college prospects in general. Like, I like the idea of having someone that's been in the middle of a defense for four years, or you know, at least three years as a starter, and just like played every snap and does it all. Like, I like that. Like he, like you could see the way Sean Bradley carries himself. He, he knows he's good and he's coming in like preparing to be a guy. Like, I don't know if he'll be a starter right away. I don't know how many snaps he'll get, but he looks like a guy that's confident in himself. And I think that's extremely important, especially for a rookie. And again, like there are snaps to be had. He's a different type of player. He's a hard hitter. Like Nate Gary is not really a hard hitter. TJ Edwards, I think he's a solid tackler and he's a big guy, but I don't think he's a hard hitter. Like Sean Bradley in that number 54 just looks like he will take your head off if you come across the middle. And I think they they need that on the defense. So uh, you can you can get that from him. And you're not getting it from Davion Taylor. Davion Taylor is a coverage guy. He's a little undersized. Like Sean Bradley's like the linebacker amongst the group, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about him. I liked him in Temple. I liked the pick. Like you said, one of those guys who's just played a lot of football, like played in a lot of games that mattered. I think that does matter. I know it. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in the in the 
athleticism and that stuff. And then other times we get caught up in, in just what they produced on the field. I think they both matter, obviously. And I think sometimes we forget about, you know, someone who's just played in a lot of big football games and made plays, a playmaker. I think that's the type of guy Sean Bradley could be. I don't want to get overly excited, but like you said, there, there should be opportunity there for him and, and hopefully he grabs it. Uh, anything else on the defensive side before we start to talk at a little bit more big picture type of stuff? Um, not really. I mean, we talked about all three, you know, layers of the defense. Like I said, Sean Bradley was my standout guy, Avante Maddox on the outside. So no, I, you know, um, I'm just, I feel basically the same about the defense as I did. Although that being said, Hargrave and Barnett being out is not great. So no, I mean, a lot of, a lot of my observations, I would say were really on the offensive side of the ball. All right, let's talk big picture. You know, you've been down there for a day, and obviously it's just the first day of training camp, but, you know, the smallest of sample sizes, the smallest of whatever. Um, but you know, you're down there. You talk to, you know, you feel feel kind of what's down there, feel the energy, feel the excitement, feel see what these guys are doing on the field. What's your big picture takeaways from from finally getting to be down there and see this group? All right, so I have two big, big picture takeaways. One has to do with what I think the team's record is going to be. And one has to do with the backup quarterback position. Which do you want first? Oh, uh, let's go backup quarterback position first. Okay. So I will be tweeting this later. So this is a sneak peek. Well, I, for people who don't know, I mean, when Elliot tweets, people listen. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> and you say lots of people missing, listen, I don't know. But so thousands and yeah. thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever. That's not the important thing. We're here to talk about the Eagles. But so every single snap, Nate Sudfeld takes is a waste of time. That's take. I like it. It's a waste of time. Like Jalen Hurts is so much better than Nate Sudfeld. You can see it. Like he's dynamic in the open field. He throws a really great deep ball. He had an awesome pass down the field to John Hightower, which Rasul got burned in, but it was perfectly placed. And let me tell you, when this guy gets out of the pocket, he does two things that are incredibly impressive. And the advantage of being down low is you can really, I can almost like see his eyes, right? He keeps his eyes down the field. He goes to the outside preparing to throw and runs if he has to. And he is so quick. Like for He's not like Michael Vick quick, but he's quick. And he just looks so much better. Like this is not Clayton Thorson we're talking about. This is not like – this is not Nate Sudfeld. This is a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is good. If they had to play Jalen Hurts, they could win with him. So you know what? Like get him ready. Like what are we doing with Nate? He was a six-round pick. I like Nate. I said he was an elite prospect before. I was wrong. But here's the thing. Like, Nate is not Jalen. Like, watching them next to each other, they're not. And the other thing I'll say, too, is Doug said that Nate was going to get the majority of the backup reps. Do you want to guess how many more reps Nate Sudfeld got today than Jalen Hurts? It's going to be a little. I know the way you ask these questions. I'm going to say three more reps. One. He got one more rep and (laughs) and attempted two fewer passes. They both got the same exact amount of snaps in the red zone. Jalen Hurts had two touchdowns. Nate Sudfeld had none. Like, and this is a guy that's supposed to know the offense. He's supposed to look better than Jalen Hurts right now. Now, I know he's going against a second team defense, so that's different. I know all those things. But anyone with eyes can see Jalen Hurts is better than Nate Sudfeld, and he should be. He was a second-round pick that some thought might go in the first round. Nate Sudfeld was a six-round pick that was on the practice squad and couldn't get a deal this offseason. And I like Nate. Again, like I like Nate. I like that he grew his hair out, all those things. But he's not as good as Jalen Hurts. So why are we wasting our time? Get Jalen ready to play. Have him dressed on game days. And if Carson goes down, God forbid, put Jalen in there because everyone on that team knows Jalen Hurts is better. Period. Uh, first of all, 
You're, it sounds like you're in on Jalen Hurts, huh? Oh, I'm in on Jalen Hurts. I can tell. I don't think anyone listening is surprised by that. No, it's, we. I think we all saw this coming. We're all ready for it. We're mentally prepared right. for it. Um, look, I, I agree with you philosophically. I, I think I just think that it's going to be Nate at least for a little while. I, as I said to you on the radio show on Saturday, and if you ever want to check us out, one to three on WIP on Saturdays, um, that if Wentz, you know, again, God forbid, went down in a game for like the rest of a half, I thought Sudfeld would be the guy they go to. If Wentz went down for multiple games, I thought that Hurts would be the guy. I, I think I agree with you philosophically. It probably, it should be Hurts. I mean, especially if he's flashing early. The question is, is he ready? Is he capable to handle it? Um I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see if this is something that they stick with or if this is a, oh, hey, Nate's our guy. And then, you know, when the time comes, it's Jalen Hurts. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. And also remember last year, Nate was the guy until he wasn't. Like he wasn't the guy even before getting hurt. They were trying to sh- sign Josh McCown before yep. he hurt his hand. So like we've seen them sour on Nate before. So that's my prediction. Like Jalen is going to overtake Sudfeld. The most important things in training camp is reps. Like that tells you what got what they really feel about guys. Carson got the vast majority today. Carson's a starter. Their goal is to prepare him. But when Carson was not in there, Nate and Jalen Hurts essentially split the reps. And that was not what we were told was going to happen. So I think the fact they're splitting is extremely telling. And I think Jalen is going to end up being the backup quarterback. Wow. All right. I like that take. What is uh, your thoughts on the record? What is the take here? I'm nervous. I'm terrified, actually. They're an eight and eight team. Oh no! You were the yeah. one who's supposed to be optimistic. You're the one who's propping us up here. I know. I just and I uh, look. This is not my official prediction. Things can change, but they just the flaws I see on this team and all the things they need to go right. Like it's just hard. And you have a first place schedule, and that does not help. But like the offensive line seems like a concern. Javon Hargrave's out multiple weeks. Derek Barnett's out multiple weeks. We don't even know if Barnett is good. Um, Avante Maddox, you like him. I don't like him as much, but like, who knows what he's going to be offensive line, like the receivers. I just, there's a lot of question marks about this team. And I don't think they will be eight and eight because of Carson, like, and each week we'll talk about how Carson plays and all those things. And I'm sure everyone will think I'll end up blaming Carson, but like Carson, like he'll, I think he'll, he looks good, but I just think they're an eight and 18. But what about your whole thing that if Carson and Doug are good, they're going to be good. Like that's been your whole philosophy, right? That that's what you and I argue. And I say, I I expect I'll be happy if they win the division. That's my goal this year. I don't think they're that great a team. Sure. Things can bounce their way, but there's a lot of holes, but then you always get on me and saying, you believe in Carson. They're got to be good. If Carson's good. I'm like, no, they don't. So now you're on my wavelength where where, we're, well, I'm I'm more on your way. I think they could still make the playoffs. Like, I mean, if I'm, if I think eight and eight right now, they could easily go nine and seven and you're probably in at nine and seven. Cause I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are like a 10 win team, but then also there's an extra playoff team this year. Right. That starts. Correct. Right. So I think they have a shot, but just the overall thing I saw, like Quez Watkins had a really good day. Is Quez Watkins going to, you know, score five touchdowns this year? I don't think so. Probably not. He's going to score two touchdowns, one touchdown. Right. I mean, and you look, you know, Rob Davis caught a catch. Like, just the receivers are a concern. JJ, that was disappointing. Alshon, we'll see what you get from him. I still believe in the backbone of Doug, uh, Howie, Lurie, and then Carson. Like, and we'll see how Carson plays. I'm not, I'm not saying Carson can, they can go eight and eight and, and Carson, like, is absolved of all blame, but like, 
the team doesn't, they just look like an average team. They, the question marks there, all those things. Um, that was kind of like my biggest takeaway from the first day of watching them. They just, they look average. Great. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, football's back. Football's back. Look, yeah. I, just again, as someone who has not been super high on their chances this year, I will say that I, I, I do think that if Carson Wentz, takes a step forward. If he does become that guy in 2017, they're going to be a good team to your point. Like they'll be good enough. They will, they will compete to a certain level. I do think Doug, the infrastructure and the staff having, you know, the full coaching staff for the most part back, all that type of stuff. I think all that matters. I think that is advantages. We've talked a lot about the COVID stuff and how teams that are well coached, well buttoned up, all that will have an advantage. So I do think there are still reasons for optimism for the Eagles, but again, I, I'm not going to fight you. I have said this whole time that there are serious holes and that the job Howie has done is for me, not been good enough as of late. And yeah. I, you know, I think that they're asking a lot of a lot of young players. I mean, they need rookies to play well. They need Jalen Rager to be good. And and you hope that that wasn't a situation. Look, if you need a wide receiver to, to be good this year, you probably should have taken Justin Jefferson. You know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Jalen Rager is going to be huge this right. year. So, um, while it is frustrating, I can't argue with you, but I also, again, if, if Wentz really does take a leap, like I expect him to, then I do think that at least they will be of a certain level of, of good, so to speak. I, I think it sounds like where me and you disagree is I don't think Carson's good enough to get the team like two extra wins. You do. So like, I think we agree on a lot of everything else, like the, the roster, all that stuff, where the concerns are, how good the actual talent is. Like, if this team's quarterback was Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, like, those guys, right? Dak Prescott, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> not funny. Uh, but, like, I just – I personally don't think as good as he looked today and all those things, Carson's good enough to, like, carry this team. So that's why I see more of an 8-8 eight eight team uh, when, when I look at Carson, are, are you listening? It's time to carry the team. It's go right. time. Well, now, now these 250, I should probably keep my mouth shut a little bit. <laughs> Carson, when you send me that video in 20 years, thanking me of, of, for everything I did for you over all the years, this will be one of those moments. You're going to look back. James told me I had to carry the team, so I threw him on my back and I carried the team. Yeah. What do you think? And it'll it'll be the day where, you know, after the entire internet dunked on me for the last 24 hours. What a day for Carson. Carson, Carson can get his turn. Yeah, do you think Carson saw that tweet and just had a little chuckle and then kept on scrolling? Yeah. Well, so here's how I know lots of people saw the tweet. I'm, I'm at practice today on the sideline. Merrill Reese comes up. To me. <laughs> oh God. First thing he says, so do you think you could hit one out of the vet, Elliot? And I'm just like, <laughs> well, Merrill, you don't even have a Twitter. And then, he does though. He does. No. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah, he does. He does. And he calls me. Yeah. You're right. So that's probably how he saw it. But um, it's hilarious though. The idea that Merrill Reese is quoting a tweet to you is, is yeah. And then, <laughs> He told me he could hit one uh, out of the out of the vet if it was a golf ball. Yeah, and with with a golf like stick. Yeah, I could probably do that too. With a golf stick, did you just say? <laughs> Wait, yeah. a club? Is that what you're going with yeah. a golf stick? I like yeah. that. Let's go with golf stick. All right, let's get let's get any other thoughts on the Eagles, and we'll we'll do a final thought on stuff. But anything else before we get to the most important thing that we're actually here to discuss? Yeah, obviously. Um, no, I think we've touched on everything. The best part about it, though, is like. I'll be back there on Tuesday. Yeah. I'll be back there on Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll have lots of updates, lots of new stats. But for first day, like I said, football's back. I'm excited for everybody knowing that – I don't want to jinx it. And, like, who knows? It's 2020. But, like, 
football looks like it's back and it's here to stay. And that's super exciting. Carson looked good today. Rager looked good. So there are lots of positives uh, to take from day one. All right. <laughs> Let's get into this tweet. I've been waiting all day to talk to you about this. I know. Yeah, I know you all right. So, so for reference sake, for those who have not seen it blow up on Twitter, I mean, earlier today, Alex Wood, who is, for those who don't know, a major league baseball pitcher. He pitches for the Dodgers. Actually, I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, like. Actually, quote tweeted this laughing, doing the ha 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 We have had yeah. like ESPN personalities. Barstool has written two separate articles about Elliot. CNN yeah. people are quote tweeting it. Like, it's Elliot. This tweet has taken on a life of its own. We'll get into the specifics and the ridiculousness of it all. But what has it been like to be at the epicenter of, of a, a national phenomenon? So like normally when I tweet something, I'm aware <laughs> I, have, like, I have like a Carson take lined up or something. I'm like, Ugh, should I tweet it? But so yesterday I'm sitting on my couch watching the flyers and I'm like, yo, hockey looks really hard. I'm like, there is no way I could score a goal in hockey. So I start to construct the tweet. I'm like, <laughs> start you know to what? construct the tweet. I'm like, you know what? I could, I could score two points in a basketball game. Like I could do that. I could definitely score a one yard touchdown. And then I was like, you know what? Hitting home run will be really hard, but like I could luck into it. <laughs> oh and it's pretty clear in retrospect that using the term luck is what really got people mad. Baseball Twitter, not a friendly Twitter. Like, <laughs> no, it's rightfully so in this case. Right. So um, as a verified Twitter account, no big deal to me. When I look at my <laughs> <laughs> when I look at my mentions, I get like tweets from people that aren't verified and people that are and like my verified Twitter feed was blowing up. Well, like, you, as of right now, you have 2,766 retweets and comments and 2,542 likes. 27, six, like your thing has been quote tweeted like 2,000 times. It's insane, Elliot. Well, it's it's nice to know that about half the people agree with me. That's about <laughs> half the people like it. So, that's encouraging. I would also say that- I don't that, think anyone agrees with you. I would also say that people judging me off of my profile picture, like it's 2020, let's not judge people. You know, like I am a good, I oh, am a did, good actor. Did you get a lot of those? Like, look at you. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> this one person uh, must have somehow looked at my Instagram, even though it's private, and like saw a picture of me in a short sleeve shirt and was like, look at these string bean arms. <laughs> like, people, yeah, people said I looked like a shaped up hobbit or something. Like it was- it was some physical attacks. That's all right. We're, you know, but yeah, it's been, I've, I've had a lot of moments on Twitter where people have like really gotten at me. This is definitely my biggest. Complaint. Oh yeah. Like, a Spike Eskin said he was getting texts from people and, and tweet like DMS from people about it. Like wh how are you employing this person and all this stuff? It's like, Oh, I'm sure. Well, he gets those all the time. Anyway, True. So different. What but, an insane no, like, level of reaction to this. It's such right. an innocuous tweet. Too. It's like your personal opinion, like even if it's misguided, which it is, well, it, well, it's let, let, okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. First and foremost, let's go, let's go one by one. Uh, because I actually agree with you that one of these things is possible. One, okay. I think that theoretically, if you were wide open and got past the ball, you could knock down a shot in a game because sure, an open shot, you never know. I think that is at least theoretically possible 
scoring a touchdown or even hold on, let me let me let me you want to retort? About- okay, I do okay. I gave you that one, but go for well, it. You did. I, the point I would like to make before you move on is at no point in these tweets did I say I could do it on my first try. So if I was playing in an NBA yeah. game, I could score two points. I shoot it every time I got it. Like, Elliot, I never assumed it was your first try with these. I, I assumed well, thousands, potentially. You know, my like point was ever. My, so you would never score a touchdown in an NFL game. You would never get a yard in an NFL game. This got brought up on the air today. John Ritchie was like, absolutely not. There is no chance. He said maybe if, uh, what was this? Uh, oh, if you had a QB sneak. And they were playing prevent defense, and you could literally take the ball and just kind of push forward a little bit. Maybe, maybe you get a yard. Like, I don't think you understand. I mean, you should. You watch these guys on the field level all the time, how fast and strong these guys are. You're not hitting the biggest hole in the world. You're not getting through that. Okay. Are you done? Sure. For now. Okay. For for a second or two. Yeah. Here's what I would say. And I was at practice today. Yes. I'm aware how big and fast these guys are. A yard is not far. Like, it just isn't. So you're telling me that if I got the ball, and I actually think the handoff would be the most difficult part, like getting the ball and holding it. <laughs> but once I had control, right, I would just run and jump. And I'd put you the ball. You would get forward. murdered. You would get crushed. I would be hurt. I agree. But I think it would result in a yard. Okay. So, yard. so a yard is not far. I, trust me. I know. I played football. I... Again, I I will not concede the yard, but I will say, okay, maybe a thousand times you run a, uh, maybe a little sweep or this or that, or a little like a, uh, uh, you know, a a dive play, a dive play, not a sweep. I meant to say like, maybe you get a yard on a little pitch at like a, not a pitch at like a screen pass. Maybe if it was set up the right way, whatever, I will concede that maybe in after thousands of tries in just the right unique set of circumstances, you could get a yard in an NFL game. And maybe that yard is from the goal line and you could actually score a touchdown in an NFL game. I'm not conceding this lightly. I do not think this would happen. If, if you were, if you had said, I'm going to get an infinite amount of chances to score a touchdown in an NFL game, I would still bet against it. That's what I would still bet against it. That messed up. But it's at least theoretically possible. Elliot, you could live 10,000 lifetimes and never okay. hit a ball out of a major league park off a major league pitcher. I honestly think it would take you in the range of 50,000 swings against a major league pitcher to get this to touch the ball with the bat. A foul <laughs> ball, a foul tip happens once. In 50,000 swings, Elliot. This is the most asinine. You wouldn't touch a ball. You wouldn't luck into one because the bat would never hit the ball. Never. Do you know how good a major league pitcher is? Do you know how hard they throw? Do you know how the ball moves? Like you have no, you could close your eyes 20,000 times and never touch a ball. Like this is never happening. Are you done tearing me down? I I mean, I'm done again for now. And let's see what you say. All right. So here's what I would say. All right. There's one piece of information you should know that before we get into this, I've never played an organized game. (laughs) You are an asshole. I did not play in Little League. I didn't play in high school. I didn't play. (laughs) Oh my God. This is amazing. Here's my second piece of information. You you should should add that. You should, you should respond to your own tweet now and just say for all those chiming in on this pertinent note, never played baseball in my life. Never played organized game with baseball. 
Here's my logic on the home run. Baseball pitchers, obviously, especially major league guys. I don't know if this guy Alex Wood or whatever his name is that throws it fast. I mean, it doesn't, ERA, Alex Wood would, would throw 50,000 yeah. balls right by you. Okay. Mate, well, I don't know. What but do you mean? Here's, okay. I think, let's put this way. I think, yeah, I, I think it would take you a thousand swings against Jack Fritz to touch a ball. And Jack Fritz isn't in Alex Wood's hemisphere. Wow. Shots at the other guy on the high hopes. <laughs> um, look, here's my thing. They throw it fast, right? So if I can connect, it'll go further than if like I was pitching against someone that, you know, like through 60, right? So like, no, no, it's not, just, it it's not a one to, no, it is not exactly how it works. Like it's, it's about barreling. It's about getting the ball on bat on the ball and also swinging at an angle. I mean, like this, there's just no chance. Like this is, this is okay. asinine. First of all, let's be clear. I said I could luck into one. But you could I did not say. Well, but yes, I can. You can luck into anything. No, That's why no, no. You, you can't luck. luck into hitting a ball out of a major league ballpark with a wooden why bat. Why can't I? I'll just swing, and if it hits, Dude, there are players who play their whole life. Ozzie Smith hit like three home runs his whole career, whatever it is. It was more than that. But like Ozzie Smith was a major league baseball player who batted 300 in a year and didn't hit home runs. There are baseball players who go their whole career and hit five homers, 10 homers, whatever. Like, no, no chance. I guess what do you want me to say? Like, Again, I, I, not- I, I think that if you had said I could get lucky and maybe hit a single, then maybe. Oh, it, what do you mean? Oh, come on. Uh, let's put it this way. I played baseball my whole life up through high school, varsity baseball and stuff like that. I don't think I could touch a baseball off a major league pitcher in 50,000 swings. Like I think 50,000 50, swings. I think you're misunderstanding the level of like the jump from, from being any sort of baseball player to being a major league pitcher and facing that. Like, Honestly, I feel like a major league pitcher could make you piss your pants if you stood in the box against them. You know, you're the the not the first that said of that. Of course not. And like you, I, under, I don't think you understand what's coming at you. Like uh, it's yeah, it's crazy. It would be scary at first, but you know what? Like even if it's scary for the first thousand, I still have forty nine thousand <laughs> more to go. So like I can keep swinging. And here's what I would say, like to people listening, saying like. Oh, you're crazy. Like, I believe you could do it too. I believe almost anybody could luck into hitting a home run. If oh my God. that's why it's you're making luck. it worse. No, there are certain things that you can luck into. You can't luck into hitting a baseball 350 feet. Why not? Why not? You're telling me what do you, what do you, you don't think I'm strong it, enough? It, like, no, like, yes, that is part of it. That's one of many reasons why not. I mean, again, why do you think people spend their whole lives playing baseball to get good enough to play in the major leagues? Like, this is not like. I don't not, think I could play in the major league. I know that. I'm saying this is not something where it's like, all right, if I close my eyes and threw a basketball at a net 50,000 times, one of them would have to go in. This isn't that. This is something where there is a requisite level of ability you have to have in order to be able to have luck. At Like luck can't even apply is the point. Like luck's not even up. You have a zero. It's a 0% percent chance. No, but luck is part of it no. because I'm saying I'm saying if I swing the bat and just one time by luck I hit it at just the right angle. Dude, you right? Hey, let's put it this way: uh, if you swung the bat and hit a major league like a 97 mile per hour fastball or whatever, the bat would fall out of your hands. Like you would not, the ball would not fly anywhere. The ball would bounce on the ground and your the bat would fall out of your hands. Like you need the like you need to be able to. Well, do it. One thing I feel like you should know is I worked out four times this week oh, and I've been working out consistently since this, like the pandemic. So you should just know that as part of you making it's this opinion, very important. right? I, I, yeah, it. it's important knowledge. Like, and I'd also say like, like, look, like 
to everybody that's DMing me saying, you know, like I couldn't hit this guy's pitch or this guy's pitch, or this guy's pitch. Like, first of all, I could probably hit everybody that DMs me pitches because <laughs> they're not professional players. So like we can't set it up. Unfortunately, I never played baseball. Yeah. Like, I, like, and the other thing is, so this, all right. So this Phillies minor leaguer, what was his name? Jeff, Jeff Singer. Singer. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'm sure Jeff's a great guy. I'm rooting for him to see him in a Phillies uniform, especially if he's out of the bullpen, right? He said he would give me 10 at bats. Like 10 at bats, that's not a lot of at bats. I like like there's professional league hitters that don't go that you know go more than 10 at bats without a home run. So I don't think that was fair on his part. If he wants to throw me 25,000 pitches, <laughs> I will do it. And like safe distance, wait until it's safe and all that. Like I will attempt to hit his ball if he wants to throw me 25,000 pitches. So Jeff Singer is a, a minor league pitcher, uh, you know, for all yeah, intents purposes. For, no, I know. I'm, I'm letting the listeners know who don't know who Jeff Singer is. Um, I think Jeff Singer could throw you 25,000 pitches and you would not touch one of them. And he's not even in the majors. Like that's, well, that's what you're not understanding. Like the level of difficulty of hitting. It's the hardest thing to do in all sports. Honestly, no joke. And here's the funniest part. I actually think that it is far, far more likely that you could score a goal in a hockey game. And no it, way. Yes. All you have to do is stand in front of the net for 20,000 straight games, and one of those games, a puck will deflect off you and go in the net. Like, that, right. that is at least believable. That is something that maybe in 30,000 lifetimes could happen. Never hitting a ball out of a ballpark. Like, this is, this is insanity. Like there's All right. okay, real quick. Let me ask you a question. Real quick. Let me okay. ask you a question. Because you are very confident. I appreciate that about you. Everyone should be confident I, in themselves. I, everyone listening saying, like, oh, Elliot's such a troll. Like, believe in yourself. That's my message. <laughs> okay, let me about. let me just ask you one one quick question. Does it at all shake your confidence in your ability? When everyone in the world tells you you're crazy, like when you have baseball players, like professional players being like, bro, you're out of your mind. Like, doesn't all these informed opinions, and let's forget about the, you know, Larry from wherever saying my son could strike you out or whatever. Let's forget about them. By the way, that might have been the greatest response in the history of Twitter, your son. We'll get to that. But like, forget those people for a minute. The actual trained professionals who know this stuff are saying you are out of your mind. What is your response yeah. to that? So I had a friend text me and said like, Hey, you should like try to do this. And I was like, yeah, maybe he goes, but I guess it depends on how willing you are to be embarrassed publicly, like how high your tolerance is. And I said, buddy, I got a very high tolerance. Like, for being- Come on. Yeah. 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 Like this is not the first time people have said I'm wrong. So it is what it is. Like, here's what I'd say to people on Twitter. Like you've never seen me. You don't know how big I am. You don't know how strong I am. You've never seen me run. I've never played in a baseball game, but no one out there has ever seen me swing a baseball back. Cause I've probably done it like 10 times my entire life. So, so, oh so I would just people that are doubting me. Like, you don't have an informed opinion. Like, you know about baseball for sure, but you don't know about me. Just like people listening out there are probably, you know, like maybe there's some people out there that I would think can't do it, but I don't know those people. So, you know what we should, all right, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it. But oh, what a tease that was. Yeah. Like I just, I, 
I think I could luck into a home run. And that I don't, but I'm, that's not a skilled thing. That's saying luck, luck. You are, you, again, I, let, again, to rephrase, I don't think there is a person alive who could luck into hitting a baseball out of a major league ballpark. Like well, people hit, people hit baseballs out of major league baseball park all the time. Right. And it has nothing to do with luck, Elliot. It has nothing to do with luck. luck. Like the ball travels. Maybe I did it on a windy Again, day. Again, like, there is a certain level of skill you need to be at is my point. Like you are below the line. There is a line where if you are of this level of skill as a baseball player, then maybe in 50,000 tries, you could luck into hitting a ball out of a ballpark. You're below that line. I'm below that line. A lot of people are below that line. Most people are below that line. For what it's worth, James, I don't think you're below that line. You believe in me? I believe in you. I believe in you. I think you could also luck into a home run. Let's all luck into home runs. It's been a rough year. Let's all get out there and hit some home runs. (laughs) Kevin Clark had a good response where he was like, I think it was the best one where he's like, a lot of haters in these replies never lucked into a home run in a major league baseball game. It's true. Like, like, why does everybody have to doubt me? Why can't we just be like, you know what, man? That'd be awesome if you lucked into a home run. <laughs> I want to see people happy. I want to see people succeed. Honestly, I had not thought about spinning it this way. Let's yeah. go work so, for you. Let's go funny thing- Instead, people are, why don't people want to root for me? Like, I'm just, yeah. you know. I want to see people win. But like, so you know who's definitely triggered by it? Jack. Our boy. Oh yeah. No, Are you kidding me? That's, this is like Corey, one of those things Corey where Jack is like about to lose his mind. So Corey Seidman uh, tweeted saying we should set it up for me and Jack so he could pitch to me. And I said like, I don't know if Jack could emotionally recover from me taking him out of the park. <laughs> Jack didn't like the tweet or respond. Or if he did, I didn't see it. So obviously I'm a big fan of Jack. You know, who knows what will happen if you pitch to me. <laughs> oh man. He is a Hall of Fame player at Bloomsburg, but it's not the pro. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I love you for it. This is – it is uh, – And I believe Jack could hit a home run for what it's worth. It's, I think Jack could hit a home it's, run. I'm so happy you believe in everyone. That's the uh, – it's all about believing. I love – that is that is the way to to spin this. Well well done with that. But it's definitely been a wild 24 hours. I'm sure me. it's been a ride, my friend. I'm, I don't think the ride's over. I think it's got more life in it, which is a beautiful well, thing. Yeah. That's true. It has not been 24 My favorite hours. thing oh, is oh. I'm seeing people with like a thousand retweets where they're not even mentioning your tweet and they're being like, just so people know, you could never. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Or someone else, someone tweeted like, what else can ESP not do? It's just like, <laughs> I'll give cre- cre- credit. That's actually pretty funny. That's not that. pretty funny. Yeah. Like that's how I know I've really messed up is when people are tweeting ESP and not adding me. Yeah, like that's, that's like too much. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Uh, this is fun. I, I really yeah. appreciate you for tweeting it. It, it is, uh, it has given my day a lot of, uh, a lot of juice. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I couldn't sleep last night. It was I'm sure you could. It was like yeah. a roller coaster ride. Yeah, uh, Kristen got a good laugh out of all the mentions. Let's I am sure. That. Well, again, there are things she loves more than when Twitter people are making fun. Yeah, of Yeah, again, uh, as I read your tweet at the beginning of this pod, I could hear Emily laughing upstairs as I read yeah. it. So it seems like it's right. it's had an intended purpose. Um, well, you know what? If I ever get pitched to by a major league pitcher, we'll see what happens. I can't. I can't wait. I. I feel very confident in what will happen, Elliot. Should I tweet back at Alex Woods? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, who are you? 
Should I just screenshot his ERA or something like that? <laughs> something like you've I, given up. So <laughs> I will die if you do that. I yeah. might, I might actually die. Silent. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to Alex Woods. Maybe one day we'll make it happen. Shout out to Alex Wood. Okay, fine. Shout out to Alex Wood. It's good. There we go. Oh man. All right, you got any final thoughts? No, like I said, I mean. Let's all win. Let's all believe in each other. I love it's it. New, part of a new season. I believe in you guys. Hopefully you believe in me. Also, go leave some five-star reviews. I've been looking. Like, I would like some more reviews left on the pod. Leave some questions in there. We'll answer them. Uh, don't leave a one-star review like, Elliot couldn't hit a home run. That'd be super lame of you. If you want to leave a five-star review saying I can't hit a home run, I would have mixed emotions on that. I would Mostly be fine happy. with it. I'd be fine with you, it. Yeah, I, okay. I would agree with it and appreciate it. And yeah, seriously, it really does um, – it helps the pod out. You know, if you like the pod, it helps people find the pod, especially with the season starting and stuff. The more reviews, um, the more people get to see the pod and we can make the family bigger, Elliot. That's exactly right. So had the practice on Monday. We'll definitely be back later in the week, but like, I'm just pumped to be down there every day. I think it's five straight days I'm there. And then we're in the studio on Saturday. It's going to so, be awesome. And we got pods coming your way all week too. Yeah. After being home for five straight months or whatever, I'm like thrown be- right back into it. Yeah. Well, the last thing, and I know, I know you got a bit of a heart out, but like, I'm going to get a really bad COVID mask face tan. Like I'm out there in the sun and I have the mask on, which is good. Obviously I'm happy to do it. I want to keep people safe, but like, it is going to be embarrassing when I have a COVID oh, mask. Tan. Buddy, it's, I think it'll be okay. You'll get through. Guess what? We, we all have mask tans these days. I have a final thought for you. And um, we forgot to mention um, Joe McCoy, that injury, uh, yes. to Dallas uh, torn quad. So, the injuries are, I think injuries are going to be a, a thing this year with the, the training camp. Oh, I think we're going to see more than normal. Um, but here's my final thought. Also NFC East related. I am ready to make a proclamation, Elliot. You ready for this? Yes. You want to guess who it's about? It's about an NFC East person. Okay. Well, let me have one question. Is it a cowboy? It is not. Ooh. Okay. All right, what is it? Okay. I, I have one too as well afterwards, but go ahead. Okay. It is a Joe Judge thought. Ooh, I, I knew that's what it Here is my thought. I'm ready to make the proclamation. Joe Judge will be an absolute failure as a head coach in the NFL. He is the, the Belichick version of Chip Kelly this is, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen what he's doing, but no names on the practice jerseys. He's making players. Oh, he's made, yeah, because, you know, no names. He's yeah. making players run laps if they make a mistake in practice. This feels like college, whatever you want to call it. Joe Judge will be out in two years of the New York Giants. That is my goal. I agree. I did not know the no name thing, but that is an unreal <laughs> level of lame. Like that. No. Nothing screams, I'm going to be a failure, like not putting names on right? the back. As of the soon team. as I saw this take it, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm out. That's it. I'm out. Done. Yeah, so I agree. Nice. Um, my quick NFC East take is if Alex Smith starts week one uh, against No, I, I don't want him to. I don't want that emotion. I, I know where you're going. You're going to say it's a loss. He's winning his first I start. Know. I know. Whatever yeah. his first start is, he is winning that game. So if I'm an Eagles fan, I do not want him starting week one because this dude is unreal to come back from what he's been through. It's a storybook. And I'll just tell you this, like it's not going to end with him coming in and going like 
six for 18 and getting pulled. Like it's going to end with him coming back and winning. So I want no part of Alex Smith in week one. If I'm the Eagles. Same. Strong. Same. That story is too good to be true. It feels like it's going to at least for a day have a story beginning to. So I'm with you. I doubt he'll be ready to start the season. That'd be really quick, you know, without a lot of practice this year and all that, but um, we will see. All right. uh, Elliot. um, Good luck out on those mean Twitter streets. Hopefully people aren't too mean to you. Elliot will be down at practice all week, so we'll be back uh, later this week. We will have more updates, more reports from what's going on down there. And um, obviously uh, Saturday, 1 to 3 on WIP. So for Elliot, I'm James. This has been another edition of the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. We'll talk to you guys later.